All right, welcome to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 ENBC Sports Radio. My name is Fast Freddy. I am the insignificant, significant one. I am the anti-DJ, if you will, the ODWB and the Grand Marshal and the Parade of Ill here doing this show today with my good friend Dirty Derek. Hello, Dirty Derek. Hello, Freddy. And we do have our very special guest today, Mr. Rich Howells at the Moon from NEPC. NEP, you like that? NEPA scene. NEPA scene. Getting in the uh, Halloween spirit. Yes, I am. I'm trying to. Now, here's the deal, boys. I walked in this morning, and I'm surrounded by Zombie Man Derek over there, <laughs> and I have Darth Vader, and I'm trapped in this small little space. I feel like I'm caught in an elevator at Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, man. You guys are representing the fall, getting ready for the Halloween season, which means there's so many different kinds of brews out there because of the fall season oh, and wow. all the good things that come Come along with it. We have Mr. Rich here with us to discuss some of these beers that Derek has chosen and to talk a little bit about his new venture that um, a lot of people are starting to gravitate to, and it's very exciting. So, Derek, take off, man. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of pumpkin beers. We actually split this up into two shows. We had the whole showcase last week. Now, this week, we have all the imperial ones. We had a few last week. I know we ended with the uh, barley wine, which is 12%, so that's a little high, but Everything now is at least 8% that we're having today. So we're getting a little bit up there into the Imperial Pumpkins, which are a little bit more flavorful, a little more heavy in the malt. As I said last week, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're using a lot more spices. It's not a lot more, uh, you know, aggressive in that in that area, but it's more of a, a malt profile. It gives it a little bit more of a heftiness and kind of gets a little bit of different uh, styles as well with stouts and all these different things. So, I mean, really the first one now we're getting into, this is from Shipyard. Shipyard, yeah. the one a lot of people know from them is their their uh, pumpkin head ale. That's the one a lot of people have. It's a very light, uh, I think it's like around 4 or 5%. It's a really light pumpkin beer. A lot of people really like that one. This is their smashed pumpkin ale. This is 9%. So this is a little bit more of a, a heft to this one. It's a thicker. It's still fairly clear. Uh, it's a little darker than the, the original one, but it's, it's still fairly clear. But it has a lot of those notes and actually has... A little bit of alcohol heat on the end of it. You know, being that it's 9%, some of these are going to get a little bit of that. This has a little bit of a, a heat coming through, but it's still really nice. This is one a lot of people, when I posted this on the uh, the old Instagram, a lot of people are going nuts about this one. A lot of people love. I don't know how widely uh, shipyards distributed where they're at. I know they're fairly prevalent in our area and a lot of New England. They're out of Maine. But, uh, no, it's, it's a really good... If you're a fan of pumpkin ones, this is you know you're probably very familiar with shipyards. The one a lot of people look for and, and grab this year. And it's a really easily approachable one. You don't have to be a craft beer crazy person to go and find that one. It's one if you can switch into from drinking light beers and everything that you'll find and like it. So I mean, it's a really good one. Smashed pumpkin from shipyard. Starting out strong too with the nine percenting. Actually, it's one of Oof. the. This is one of the higher. I think this is one of the highest ABV ones we have today. So we're starting strong and going back. What do you think, Rich? Ooh, that's uh, it's got quite the kick to yeah. it. There, I, I probably yeah. should have had a bigger breakfast. <laughs> well, we oh, you do know you got your complimentary gift for being here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. <laughs> your peanut true. butter balls are in the break room. <laughs> Every guest on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour gets a box of organic. 
peanut butter balls to enjoy at breakfast time or any time of the day you prefer. It is outstanding, and that's what you get when you are handpicked, chosen to be on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Feel special, Mr. Rich. I can't get away. I can't wait to get a hold of those balls. <laughs> All right, man. That's you know, what I have heard. That's every why week someone says that. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they they are covered in peanut butter. I mean, how can you resist that? Ask some Chihuahua somewhere. I don't know, but it's good stuff, man. So enjoy that, and that might help saturate some of that nine percent. Yeah, you know, and I, I could definitely feel that heat yeah, coming in. Yeah, there's a little bit of heat coming through. But it's it's not really enough. You know, there's some beers that the alcohol heat will come through, especially when you get into the, the barrel aging. Mm-hmm. Some of those have a little bit too much of a heat that, you know, it, it burns the throat almost going down and really makes it not enjoyable anymore. This has just enough. It's... It's kind of good in some ways because it reminds you, like, all right, take your time with this. Because some of the beers you get, like we had the, the Almanac Barley Wine last week that was 12% and no hint of heat whatsoever. Like, it drank like a 4% beer, which is really dangerous because when you're, <laughs> you're drinking something that high and you kind of forget about it and you have three of them, well, then you are in trouble. So, I mean, something that kind of reminds you a little bit that, you know, I'm here and uh, <laughs> respect me a little is, is kind of a nice reminder to have with it, but... No, it's really good. A lot of people like, like the shipyard one. A lot of people have, that's kind of the uh, introductory pumpkin beer for a lot of people. That's how they'll, they'll get acquainted to the style is they'll, they'll go to the shipyard pumpkin head and then move on to other things. Not that it's, you know, I'm not going to knock it and say it's a bad one. It's just that that's kind of the introductory one that a lot of people go to. Mm. But it, it, these all still fall in line with, with the pumpkin style. You know, they have, some of these are ones that actually boast how much pumpkins are put in per barrel. Uh, like the, the Fat Jack we're going to have later from Sam Adams, they'll actually boast how many pumpkins, uh, how many pounds of pumpkins are put in per barrel of the beer as they make it because a lot of them really put a lot into it, and you'll you'll sense that in the mouthfeel. That's the, the main differentiation with some of the beers that don't put as much actual pumpkin into the beer is the mouthfeel is a little smoother when it's in there. This one you can tell it's not as much. It's a little thinner. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think it feels thin. A lot of people seem to think that uh, pumpkin flavor is pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't understand that, yeah. you know, it's not, it, it's the, that's kind of more pumpkin pie flavor. Yeah. If, if like last week I talked about the history a little bit, and, you know, the, the colonialists, when they uh, actually were making these pumpkin beers back then, because that was all that was available. If you gave them what we consider a pumpkin beer now, they would have no idea what you're you're giving them because the, to them, you know, actually putting pumpkin in was a necessity. And, and actually, when you go and look through the records, it wasn't their favorite thing to put in the beers, but they had to use something in the beer and they had to use what was available to them. But it didn't have this pumpkin pie note like we have now. We associate pumpkin beers with pumpkin pie. That's mm-hmm. what really we, we mean when we say, I want a pumpkin beer. You mean you want something that's pumpkin spiced, something that, you know, a lot of people like to say pumpkin pie in a glass as a, a way to kind of tell you exactly what it tastes like. But, you know, not all of them are going to fall into that. And really, you can see the, the gambit that runs each year. And, and every year, there's there's more and more coming out of different pumpkin beers that are available. There's just so many, like, more coming online every year. It's really a big, fashionable thing for people to get into. Because mm. it, it's an easy, it's an easy, approachable style. You know, some people get into it um, just can easily go into a drinking, you know, from coming from a, a mass marketed beer standpoint, people can get into the pumpkin beers. It's not, I mean, some of the, the higher ABV ones that are a little more uh, flavorful might be a little off-putting to some people. And that's the, the knock, because it, it really is a divisive style amongst a lot of craft beer people, because a lot of craft beer people kind of knock it as being very kitsch and, and not really a beer. 
because it's it's more of a spice thing and people don't like that you're you know putting vegetables in your beer. That's really how they, they look at it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it really depends over time, like how you, you know, what ones you get into. Because a lot of there's been a lot of brewers even that have come out and said, you know, I, I don't like this. And they eventually wanted to make one, <laughs> and you know, they just kind of get into it. You know, one, it's a common sense thing. It's why you know, uh, a while ago there was a lot of breweries coming online saying we refuse to make IPAs. We will be a brewery that does not make IPAs. And over time, they realize I need to make an IPA because there's too many people walking in off the streets that that are asking for the style. That's what they're acquainted with with craft beer. And they go in and ask for one. They don't have it. You know, it's why a lot of bars, regardless of how much of a craft beer bar you are, you're still going to have a lot of light beers on tap because you're still going to have people that walk in and ask for that. And if you don't have it, well, then you're just you're losing money. And that's yep. that's the end of the day. You don't want to leave money on the table. And that's all these breweries are getting into with making all the pumpkin beers. And there, there's been actually, I've heard from a few people, a little bit of backlash this year because the pumpkin beers have been coming out earlier and earlier every year. And some people were getting really, some people got upset last year when they came out in August. And this year there was actually some on the shelves in July. And that was finally, it seemed like that's the tipping point for a lot of people. There's a lot of people making complaints very vocally about it being available too soon. And it actually, what really matters is what they, they can say whatever they want. You know, people love to go online and say whatever they want. It's what they actually do and what they show with their wallets. And it actually seemed this year they actually show with their wallets. I don't want to buy pumpkin beers this early. So we'll see what happens next year when they all come online. But, you know, this really the pumpkin beer, you're going to continue to see them till about mid-November. And then you're going to really notice that there's a big drop off in the availability. Because now really what the stores have on their shelves is what they have. And they're going to, you know, just sell through that up until Thanksgiving. And then you're going to start seeing all the Christmas ones. If they aren't already hitting the shelves, I don't even know. It's, a, it's so depressing going around the stores and see. <laughs> Are you hitting pumpkin fatigue at this point? I kind of lay off. I don't go too heavy in it when it comes out. I enjoy them, so I kind of pace myself a little bit, I guess. Mm. Um, there's a lot that I have still in the basement that I'm trying to like, all right, when am I going to have that one? Because <laughs> I have a lot there, and I, I want to make sure I have them while they're fresh. Uh, I don't really hit the fatigue only because I don't go too heavy into it, but I know a lot of people that have hit it very, very quickly, hit the fatigue on it. Yeah. Because it is... They do get to be, while there is a lot of differentiation between them, really ultimately you're coming down to, you know, cinnamon, nutmeg, small spice. You know, really you're getting into similar spices just done in different varieties and and different quantities and, you know, different base beers. So, I mean, you can really hit it quickly and it's also very sweet. So, I mean, that can kind of get to people after a while too. All all kinds of creatures are walking in the door today. (laughs) What's going on? Pat, how you doing? Morning, fellas. Sorry, it would be nice if I put that on for you. Yeah, we'll get you assembled there in a couple seconds. Pat from the Backyard Ale House walking in. I didn't mean to cut you off, but we're going to take a little break right now because um, I want to make sure that Mr. Pat gets a mouthful of this fabulous beer that you have chosen for us this week. And I want to find out a little bit more about what Rich got going on now with the NEPA scene. A lot of people are gravitating toward it, and we want to talk about why they're gravitating toward it and why maybe you should. And I'm sure we got some cool stuff coming up at the Backyard Ale House.
Absolutely. Excellent, Pat. That's what I'd like to hear. But right now, I want to tell you, I have to start cleaning my basement again tomorrow because I keep putting it off. And my wife said I could start doing some work downstairs once I get things organized. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get things organized so I can go and speak to Mr. David at um, the one and only Celtic Cabinetry and Millwork on Broad Street in Pittston. I'm getting it all redesigned. I want custom-made cabinets. I want to build the ultimate man cave. And rather then try to do it and waste a lot of time myself trying to learn how to do it off YouTube videos. I think I'm going to go to a professional and take a walk through this fabulous uh, showroom that they have. Derek, tell us all about Celtic Cabinetry and Millwork. You can find the showroom. It's on Rear 205 Broad Street in Pittston, Pennsylvania, and give them a call, 570-654-1461. They'll hook you up. And that's big time, and I'm telling you what, if you're remodeling or looking to build a new house, definitely before you make any final decisions, before you let anybody push some prefab package into your face, you want to stop and you want to talk to Mr. David at Celtic Cabinetry and Millwork. We're going to pay some bills, come back with this gang, this motley crew I have with me this Saturday morning, and we'll do more Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Have you been searching for the perfect engagement ring or an exquisite gift for a special occasion? Rainbow Jewelers is where you'll find it. Rainbow Jewelers, consistently voted the number one jeweler in the Wyoming Valley, has a large selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds, engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. Rainbow Jewelers also has wedding bands, Birthstone jewelry, mother's rings, all high quality at the best price. Plus, they sell citizen brand watches and offer jewelry repairs. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. It's my job to go down the list of all the great things about beer boys in Wilkesbury. Hmm, let's see. There's 72 beers on draft and the amazing selection of craft beers. And all day, every day features. What? Anyway, the food is amazing. So are the all-day, everyday features. I'm trying to concentrate. They have 39 TVs to catch all your favorite teams and the area's best patio. And the area's best all-day, everyday feature. Okay. Visit BeerBoysWB.com for a full list of those amazing all-day, everyday features. With a Sam's Club membership, you get incredible savings every time you shop. Fill your fridge and school lunchboxes with big savings on family favorites, like two pounds of Oscar Mayer Deli Shaved Smoked Ham for just $5.98, or 72 slices of Kraft American Singles for $8.98. And pick up a 40-pack of Capri Sun for $6.98, only 17 cents a pouch. Join and save. Sam's Club. Life is better when you're in the club. See club for details. Did you know up to one in five Americans will get the flu this year? Because less than half of us get vaccinated? You didn't know? That's okay. We do. Rite Aid has certified immunizing pharmacists at the ready to discuss your risks, answer your questions, and shield you from what you don't know. So get your flu shot, no appointment necessary, at Rite Aid today. With us, it's personal. Flu vaccines available while supplies last. Age restrictions apply in some states. See pharmacists for details. Mmm, chocolate. It's the 10th Annual Chocoholic Frolic, presented by the United Neighborhood Centers at 6 o'clock on Sunday, October 19th at the Scranton Culture Center. Taste chocolate of all kinds. Special appearance by Elvis, picking the raffle winner of a trip to Las Vegas. Tickets are $30 and support adult literacy. Go to uncnepa.org or call 570-346-0759. Sponsored by Mohegan Sun, Comcast, AAA Travel, PNC, Intercom, WNEP, Lamar, and the Scranton Times. Must be 21 to attend. If you're looking to get cash for your broken and unwanted jewelry, go to a reputable jeweler who's been in business for a long time, not one that appeared because the price of gold went up. 
Bring your broken and unwanted jewelry to Rainbow Jewelers. They're professionals and deal directly with the refiner. Rainbow Jewelers will tell you what your gold's really worth and pay you what it's really worth. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Here with the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. My name is Freddie. I am the ODWB, the original Dirty White Boy, and I am hanging out here with Dirty Derek, Mr. Rich Howells, and our good friend Pat from Backyard Ale House in downtown Scranton. Just had Fall Fest last weekend, Pat. Yeah, it was a blast. We had a we had a great time. Excellent. Live music and pig roast and everything. It was a, it was a nice throwdown. That's what I heard. A lot of people were looking forward to it. And now I don't know if you're aware of this, but on our Caddy Corner station this upcoming Friday morning, we do have the Backyard Ale House on Rocky and Lissa's Happy Hour. That's correct. And that's going to be a lot of fun as well, so that's something to look forward to. And um, I know that you have a glass of that fabulous pumpkin beer that Mr. Derek has poured for you, so let's get into that right now. And the next one now, this is from Weyerbacher. This is one that locally everybody knows and loves this one. This is the one that's really, very popular around up here. I don't know what their distribution is. We're actually working on Wirebockers and be doing a show with us soon. We've been been going nuts online trying to book everything out. We got a lot of breweries lining up pretty much into next year and, and Wirebockers when we're trying to pin down a date. But they have a, a fairly good distribution, but they're very, very well known up here. Uh, they're out of Easton, so they're not too far from here, but a really solid brewery. This is the the pumpkin beer that everybody up here knows and loves, and this tends to be the one that when you have this, this is what you always gravitate towards as a pumpkin beer, and it's just a really solid, really nice amount of sweetness in it, nice flavor profile. You get a little bit of the spices coming through, but it's not really heavy or cloying or sticking on your palate for too long, but you get a little bit of sweetness that kind of lingers on your lips almost because that, that sweet sugarness from the, uh, the malt and everything, but it's really, really good, and it's actually one... Um, if you're a home brewer, Brew Your Own Magazine, uh, their last issue was all pumpkin beers, and they actually had clone recipes for a lot of popular pumpkin beers. And the Weyerbacher Imperial, actually, they had the full recipe in there that they got from the brewery as an all-grain and even an extract version, so you can do it yourself. And uh, But it's a really nice one. It's 8% alcohol, so it's up there, but not you know ridiculous where you're going to be in trouble after a while. But you know, 8% will, will get to you if you, you know, keep going at them. But this is one, if you've had this, like you know this one, and if you haven't had this one, if you're one of our listeners on the West Coast, this is one. And if you're into beer trading, I don't like to promote that because some people get crappy bottles. But <laughs> if you can find this one, this is one you really want to try. If you're a fan of pumpkin beers and haven't had this one, this is one you want to try. Yeah, this is actually uh, the only one of the whole bunch today that I have had, and it's it's definitely a staple. Like yeah. you said, I always get it every year. really enjoy yeah, this it's one. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely one I look forward to every year, for yeah. sure. Yeah, a lot of people love this one, especially up here. I mean, they're a Pennsylvania brewery, so, I mean, they have a fairly good distribution in our area. They're, they're all over the place. But even outside of here, a lot of people that have had this one know this one and love it. I mean, just getting it into Brew Your Own just kind of shows that a lot of people know that because the other ones that were in there were from Elysian 
and Brooklyn and a few of the other very, very well-known breweries that are large and all over the place and they have one little Weyerbacher thrown in there, you know, having this great beer and you can make it yourself. I would recommend if you haven't had it, try it before you <laughs> attempt to make it. Oh, Freddie's head's blowing off over there. Yeah, I, bless you. <laughs> the first two I held back, and I even turned off my microphone. On the second sneeze I held back, I jarred something loose, so I didn't want to take a chance of pushing it all the way, because I have Steamtown Idol at the Steamtown Mall at noon. Better out than in. Yeah, and I don't want to have to be uh, shoveled onto the stage <laughs> and have an interpreter as um, interpreter as I am trying to communicate with a massive crowd of wannabe superstars. That'll be there today. You're overwhelmed by the pumpkin in the room. Yes, that's what it could be. So excuse me for All my head spice. exploding. Yeah. And uh, carry on. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> No, it's, it's a good one. I, I mean, I really don't know how much more I can say. <laughs> it's, it's a just, good one. It's, it's, hey, it's a good yeah, one. It's, it's just one that... PA Brewery. PA yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to talk a lot about this one because, you know, when, when there's beers that I haven't had as much, there's a lot more to break down and go through. When you've had one so much, it's kind of almost second nature. It's kind of hard to even talk about it because you're just so used to it. Like, this is, when I think of pumpkin beers, this mm-hmm. is the one that I think of. So it's, it's you know... It's a good one for our uh, pumpkin bombs. Oh, you're yeah, you, you and Billy, the pumpkin bombs. Was he talking the pumpkin bombs last week? He's been week? talking about it for like a couple oh, weeks. They're so it's good. All about it. <laughs> yeah, he's been talking well, about how they've ruined them. That goes into one of those. Well, what we do is uh, it's a half pint of uh, pumpkin beer, and then you take a half shot of rum chata and a half shot of vanilla vodka, and you that drop it like fantastic. a bomb. Fantastic. <laughs> and it's delicious. It's like a pumpkin pie. But uh, we created it a couple of years ago at our Fall Fest, uh, I think in 2012. And so it's sort of the staple. So I guess we're coming off of yeah. our pumpkin bomb season where we, we do quite a few of them. We're going to need <laughs> pumpkin bomb bur- uh, baseball caps. That's a good idea. That's a great You're idea. You're right. I'll take my 10% now in advance <laughs> for next year, Pat. You that guy Marketing director of the Backyard Ale House. Yeah, Freddy. that's an awesome idea. We'll talk. Nice. Not today because I have Steamtown Mall. Right. Downtown Scranton at the Steamtown Mall. You know where o'clock. to find me. I know where to find you. I could spit and hit the Backyard Ale House, and I can. Most people can spit from the Steamtown Mall and hit the Backyard Ale House. Right down the but I would be able to do so. <laughs> Definitely. Well, what I want to do now, are you pouring beer over there? You're working on another beer, right, Derek? Yeah, we're going to get work. Oh, everyone's glasses are empty. Yeah, we'll start working on another yeah, one. Yeah, let's start working on another one. But in the meantime, I want to know why and why you should be checking out NEPA scene. What's up, Rich? Uh, well, NEPA scene uh, launched officially about a month ago. I've been working on it for a few months. Right. And uh, it's it's actually, like, it's it's really been the definition of an overnight success. Uh, I see a lot of people posting, sharing statuses, and commenting on the content that they will find when they log on. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's basically, uh, you know, I, I, I did a number of years in print journalism, and, uh, you know, I, I saw that there really was a lack of push for digital content and stuff like that and uh, there was a lot of things that I wanted to do that I couldn't do because of uh, you know certain corporate ties and things like that so now I'm able to right. to kind of do what I want to do and uh, present content in the way that I think it should be presented in the way that uh, a lot of people are presenting it across the web but not a lot in Northeast PA 
So uh, I kind of describe it as, you know, we combine the accuracy and professionalism of a print magazine, but with the immediacy and convenience of a blog. Mm. So you're going to get all kinds of content for all kinds of readers. You know, if you're just the kind of person that just wants to watch, you know, a quick video and click off, that's fine. We have that kind of stuff for you. But we also have, you know, in-depth interviews with uh, local musicians and uh, we have theater. uh, You know, we're, we're one of the only ones who do theater reviews. Uh, we have, uh, you know, album reviews, all that kind of stuff. But we also have, you know, podcasts. We have all kinds of stuff on there. And, uh, I mean, we have uh, an art section, uh, food and drink. Uh, uh, we have a geek section, which uh, no one else really pertains to the geeks around here. And since, you know, I'm kind of, you know, born and bred, yeah. uh, you know, that, that kind of pertains to me. So we, we just covered New York Comic Con, and we have a bunch of stuff coming from that. Uh, lifestyle, uh, a literary section, which again, not a lot of people really pertain to, but we have a lot of great writers and poets around here. Uh, movies and TV, music, theater, and uh, we have a, a you know calendar page that's much like uh, your Facebook calendar. It works in the same way. Nice. Uh, we even ju- we just added this week. Uh, we have uh, movie listings now too, which you know you'd think you'd be able to find local movie listings in a lot of local papers, and you, you actually can't. So uh, so we added movie listings recently, so you can check uh, check that before you go to to uh, go to the movies. That's excellent, man. And like I said, a lot of people are gravitating toward it now. We'll talk more about any PA scene here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. But I do believe everybody is prepared and they have their glasses raised. Yes. So um, do it up. We are the Beer Geeks. Hear us pour. Yeah, we're, we're moving. This is now, this is Southern Tier. Now, the one that they're known for this year is their Pum King. That's the one, another one a lot of people love. But the other one, I, I actually like this one even more than Pum King. This is their Warlock. Now, what this is is an imperial pumpkin stout. Basically, the, the easiest way to describe this is if you've ever had any of the, the imperial stouts from, from Southern Tier, which are also fantastic, it's basically a blend of those with pumpkin. So you get a lot of those roasted chocolate coffee notes blending in really nicely with like a creamy pumpkin pie flavor. Uh, it's 8.6%, really, really easy drinking. The, the only knock that I, I've, I, I kind of agree with is, is it's a little thin for an imperial stout, but, you know, with, with what this is, I have no problem with it whatsoever. It actually makes it a little more easy drinking because if it was a little too thick, a little too heavy in the mouthfeel, it might not be as easy drinking after a while, but it's just a really fantastic, you know, all those notes blend so well together, you know, having those chocolate and coffee blending in with, with pumpkin spice and the cream, it it's really takes, to me, it's almost like a... Pumpkin cheesecake drizzled with dark chocolate. Ooh, that's a good description. It is. You know, it, uh, it's the, the flavors are actually, like, overwhelming, really, mm-hmm. you know, but not in a bad way. Yeah. You know, just in a, like, I have to drink more of this yeah. because there's just so much going on. As you said, I think it is a little thin, but it's also the, those pumpkin spices coming through just make up for make up for the difference. Yeah, there. and it still has, like, a creamy, because of the, the everything with the pumpkin that you get from that, it has that creaminess, so... It, it feels a little thin, but it doesn't taste thin, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it, it just still tastes creamy, but it doesn't have that really thick stout feel that we, we, you know, we tend to think of when we think of the stouts. But no, it's, it's, I, I love this one. Like, this is one I look forward to every year just because it's so easy drinking. And I, I'm a big dark beer fan, especially when you get into the colder weather. I mean, this is the time where I, I kind of, I'm a seasonal one. I'll switch off in the seasons. And when I get into the seasons of, of you know, the fall and everything, I like drinking the darker ones. And this just has, like, all the right flavors going on. It's not overwhelming. You could actually sit down and drink some of this one. I mean, and if you're a fan of pumpkin and you, maybe you're one of the people that are like, oh, I don't like dark beers, but you like pumpkin, I would still try Warlock because it has enough of that flavor profile 
without a real heavy because I mean some people like the the missus always tells me this when I give her a dark one all I taste is gravy that, that's what, <laughs> I hear that from a lot of people with dark beers all they can taste is gravy that's what it tastes like to them I don't know to me I don't get it I don't get it I'm a I'm a I'm a stout yeah. porter multi beer fan I like it thick and heavy that's oh how, do you oh wait oh, oh wait a minute <laughs> no. But it, it Come had, on. So, some people are put off by that, though. Some people, the, the darker beers, you know, they, they rich, kind of full, rich body flavors. Or but when you get through, when you get through that, and you find that that's a style that I like, I try to tell people to keep trying, even more than the IPAs, because when you find that right stout, and you can pick apart, and a lot of the ones that are really good entry ones are the chocolate fl- flavors. Those are the ones, the chocolate stout, organic chocolate stout from Samuel Smith is one that people love. And when you get into that, and then you can get yourself adjusted to those flavors, then you can really start to appreciate everything in that style. And this is one that's really good that has that approachability for it. And it's just the right amount of things. And it's, it's perfect for fall. They'll sit down, you know, crack open one of these, watch a nice little horror movie, and it's a good night. Southern Tier really does yeah. big flavors very well. I mean, yeah. as good as anybody when they they capture that essence of what they're what they're targeting their beer at. Uh, yeah. When they say a pumpkin beer, they really give you, and they say uh, the creme brulee even. I mean, yep. we're not onto that, but their creme brulee and the chocolate. And the mocha and the all that. The mocha. Yeah. They always just nail yeah, whatever that flavor. Whatever is on the label, you're tasting that. That's what it's, you get. It's right in there. Right. You can smell it immediately, yeah. too. As soon as, as, soon as you, you, you lift the glass, you can smell it. And, and uh, it's nice. This one's actually fairly widely available. A lot of places have had it on tap throughout the season. Did you guys have this on tap? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of places, have, I've seen it on tap. I know if Cooper's has had it. You guys have had it. I think Tiffany's had it on tap, too. Like, like it's, it's made its way around, which is nice to see a lot of the places having it on tap. Because a lot of these pumpkin beers a lot of people love don't always come available on tap or it's very, very limited because they don't make a lot of it. So it's nice when you can get some of these really good ones that are really high end that are coming in and have them on draft. And you can you know taste the difference with that having it in the bottle. But in this one's just if you are a fan of dark beers or pumpkin beers, this is one that you, you have to try if you haven't had this one before. I'm a big pumpkin fan, and I, I would say this rivals it. Yeah, uh, I would think if if I had a few more, I would probably say this is better. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Southern Tier beers are are share beers, though. They come in the 22 yeah. ounce bottles yeah. oh, most yeah. often, and a lot of them are big. A lot of them are so big, it's <laughs> yeah. tough to get through an entire yeah. bottle by yourself. It's a good share beer. Yeah, yeah, they, they're like that's what's great. Like Southern Tier really is a solid brewery. Everything I, they're one of the breweries I can say too. Like I've not had a single beer from them I didn't like. No, I agree. And so that, that's they what's really right. nice is is to have. And that that's another one relatively in our backyard. Like they're not far away. They're worth two and a half hour, three so hour drive two, from us. Two and a half, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's not a far drive to go up to the brewery. Even they have a lot of really. We had um, Goat Boy on here a few weeks. A uh, few. Uh, that was a while ago. Actually, now I'm thinking about that. They're Weizenbach. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, and actually that was one John brought in a, oh, what kind of cake did he bring in? A nougat cake from our aunt, and we paired nougat. that with that. Oh, nice. God, that was so good. <laughs> that was, there's just so many flavors. It's, it's really nice to, to see, like, the thing that's cool with Southern Tier is they're very widely available. They're a fairly large brewery, but they still do a lot of experimentation. And I like to see that with a lot of these bigger breweries. Even Sam Adams, you know, some people will, will knock on them because they're so big. They do so much experimentation and so many good beers still. They're still a solid brewery. That it's it's when you get to be a big brewery and you're not experimenting anymore. That's when there's you a problem. You tend to rest on your laurels. Yeah. And, and That's when you see some of these breweries start to fall off and just kind of, well, this is what we have. And, we, you know, just give in and leave it go for a while. But it's nice to see, like, Southern Tier doing that all the time. They have experimentation beers. They have rare ones. They have barely. They do all these different things going on, and they, they hit all of them so well. Like, they... Do a lot of research before they get these breweries out, these beers out to the the, the public. Hey, is my um prize book over there? 
Your prize book. Uh, I don't know. Is it? White book. There's there's a white yeah. book over here. I yeah, think. Oh, yeah, there that. it is. There it is. There you go. Because I got a surprise in this because we do have a killer giveaway. A little bit. Oh, here we go. Look there we go. Look at that. We're on top of our game. <laughs> You could take this book back over there. Thank you, Mr. White Rich. Book of sure. surprises. All righty, right? <laughs> now, Derek, tell yes. us, w- describe this once again. Th- this is another. We had one of these last week, the, the coffin-shaped wall-mounted bottle opener. Right. And uh, yeah, put that on your wall. It's a really nice opener. And uh, we have that. This week, we also have a nice glassware from Sam Adams, one of their traditional old-school-looking glasses. Right. It's the new style that they came out with, but with the old Sam Adams logo on it. Some Sam Adams coasters and a keychain bottle opener from Sam Adams as well. I think that's awesome. And you know what I'm going to throw in today? Uh Uh-oh, what are we throwing in? All right, man. For classic rock fans that might want to take a killer road trip, we have a pair of tickets to see the best of Jethro Tull performed by Ian Anderson live at the Sands Bethlehem Event Center on Sunday, October 26th. Now, that's a real cool deal. We're getting fancy. Yes, here. we yeah, are getting fancy. <laughs> so I want to give props to our promo department, who's worked very, very hard to get these additional giveaways for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. So promotions department, props to you. We have this killer wall mount bottle opener and some other accessories. This beautiful Sam Adams glass, like Derek was describing to you before. We're going to take a break, but if you would like to win this killer prize package on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, the telephone number is 855-777-1023. 855-777-1023. I will hook you up with these tickets and this Beer Geek beer package, and we'll be all good to go, and we're going to come back and drink some more craft beer of the season here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. May I have your attention, please? If you're trying to lose weight, we need your help. We're Final Trim, and we have too much product and too few participants in our nationwide risk-free trial. If you need to lose 30 pounds or more and would like to participate, call now. 1-800-472-5979. Final Trim is a breakthrough in weight loss. Take two capsules just once a day, and you can experience maximum weight loss, allowing you to shed pounds in days. It uses natural ingredients, making it healthy and safe. If your weight loss with Final Trim is too dramatic, please decrease use and only take one capsule a day. Be among the first to call for your risk-free trial. Again, we have too many risk-free trials and too few participants. If you would like to lose 30 pounds or more by taking all-natural Final Trim just once a day, call now to participate in this nationwide risk-free trial. 1-800-472-5979. 1-800-472-5979. That number again is 1-800-472-5979. Your pet is a part of your family, so you know it's important to make sure he or she has the best. You'll find everything you need to know for a happier, healthier pet at the Intercom Communications Pet Expo this weekend at the Kingston Armory. Vendors will be on hand showcasing their products and services. Items can be purchased there as well. Plus, you can even bring your pet along for all the fun. They just have to be leashed or restrained. Admission is $3 and half will be donated to the SPCA. So bring the whole family to the Intercom Communications Pet Expo at the Kingston Armory, Friday, October 17th from 4 to 9 p.m., Saturday, October 18th from 10 to 6, and Sunday, October 19th from 11 to 5. The Intercom Communications Pet Expo is sponsored by Berwick Veterinary Care Center, Fishing Creek Veterinary Clinic and Pet Supply Shop, and Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center, an Intercom Marketing Event. 
It's my job to go down the list of all the great things about Beer Boys in Wilkesbury. Hmm, let's see. There's 72 beers on draft and the amazing selection of craft beers. And all-day, everyday features. What? Anyway, the food is amazing. So are the all-day, everyday features. Shh, I'm trying to concentrate. They have 39 TVs to catch all your favorite teams and the area's best patio. And the area's best all-day, everyday feature. Okay. Visit BeerBoysWB.com for a full list of those amazing all-day, everyday features. Hey, it's real estate expert Mike Aubrey. I see this all the time. Sir, you're driving in circles. Can't find any mortgage refinancing. Lots of homeowners are current on their payments, but can't get a lower rate or better terms because they're underwater on their mortgages. Get me out of here! But if your mortgage is owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, there is a way. Go to harp.gov and see if you qualify. Thanks, Mike. Harp.gov, your best route to a better mortgage. Yeah, we are back. And I want to congratulate from Nashville, Tennessee... Mr. Michael Holt. Ooh. He was giving me his phone number. He won. He was our caller number nine. Won the tickets to see Ian Anderson and this killer craft beer, beer geek gift package that Dr. Derek or Dirty Derek put together for us. It is a great day to be Michael Holt from Nashville, Tennessee. You move from Nashville, though, to Wilkes. Barry. <laughs> so, so he moved up. <laughs> All right. But good stuff. Congratulations, Michael. And we're glad that you're listening to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 ENBC Sports Radio. We are glad that you are all joining us. And I know Derek popped open another bottle. He cleaned some glasses. He filled the boys up. We are the Beer Geeks. Hear us pour. <laughs> yeah, we moved. This is now from Sam Adams. This is their Fat Jack. This is one they started out just a couple years ago with. They, they've been doing their harvest pumpkin for a while. This is their their double pumpkin, beefed up, you know, imperial pumpkin style. And this one actually, this is one of the ones they actually boast that actually has 28 pounds of pumpkin per barrel that they put into this. And what's nice with this, it's it's 8.5%. You don't taste it at all. But the amount of pumpkins, this is one that you really notice that the amount of pumpkins where it fully pays off is the mouthfeel on this. is so smooth. Uh, it, it's just really easy drinking. It, it Especially when you compare it to the other ones we've had, it's just a smoother mouthfeel all around. The, the carbonation's a little bit lower, and it gives it that real smooth flavor kind of coming through. And and the the spicing isn't as aggressive. It's a little more subdued, but everything's there. But it's all really nicely kept in check, and just a really easy drinking, fantastic pumpkin beer. I'm a big fan of uh, of San Amans in general. I think they do some great stuff. Uh, but this this I think uh, tops a lot of their their fall beers. I I, I kind of prefer this one actually. Yeah. Certainly for a pumpkin beer, it, um, I agree with you. The the flavors are mild as far as the spices. They don't hit you in the right. face with it, but you can. The mouthfeel is much much smoother yeah. as a as a beer. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have that that. Uh a lot of the, the other ones, like you can tell the difference. Even the last one, though, with being a stout, there's a lot of carbonation kind of coming through across the tongue on that one. This one doesn't have that little bubble effervescent texture going across the tongue kind of awake. It's just much more smooth and easy drinking. There's almost a little bit of vanilla going on within it and, like, all these different flavors. A little bit. But it's just, it's a really smooth, easy drinking one. It's, it's a good one. You know, this is the brewery. Like, I've said it before a lot of times. Like, Sam Adams, 
you, know, you, you go online, which, you know, is a bad idea to do in general with a lot of things in your reach. Because <laughs> there's so many people that just because they have a keyboard doesn't mean they have a brain in their head. But a lot of people will start bashing on, you know, Sam Adams because they're this or that. They're, they're so big. and they're, But you know what? They earned all of that. They didn't all of a sudden. It wasn't like their daddy came along and said, hey, you want a brewery? Here you go. Like, no, they earned that. They worked their butt off. They were there in the beginning, and they built. They were part of the, the, the pillars that built up this craft beer industry that's out there now. And they still are experimenting constantly and putting out really good beers. And it's just of great. I mean, they're, they're actually one of the breweries that a lot of people first even hear or have heard of the term craft beer from. Yep. They're one of the breweries that, that really gets out there because they're out there so much in so many markets. You know, they're rivaling some of these mass marketed beers. And it's great that we have that. I don't understand why people aren't propping them up more as, you know, a flag to say this is what we can do. I totally agree. And I, I just, it, it, it's frustrating when you see a lot of people saying that they're this and, oh, because they're not doing this and they're not. Like, you know what? There's breweries that do crazy things and that throw, I don't know, babies into their beer. <laughs> That's fine. Go and do that stuff. But it's people good to have. That? Really? <laughs> there, there actually was one, what did they do? They put uh, the brain of sheep's brain, I think, was in a beer or something over in Europe. I don't know. Wow, great. There, yeah. There's so much. And it's like, all right, cool, fine. You want to go and do that? Go and do that. But it's good that you, like, Sam Adams is a great brewery to have. Like, you know they're extremely consistent. You know what you're getting, and it's a good go-to thing, and it's great because they're because they're so widely available. They're a brewery that's great that you can go, you know, middle of nowhere. You I was going to say another term, Bumble mm, somewhere. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm uh, glad you were going to say I, something. I caught else. myself there. Thanks, but, uh, pal. You, you you know you can find them in there. You can, you can go into these places and you can say, all right, they have this, this, and this, but we have Sam Adams. Okay, great. I know I'm going to get that, and it's good that you have. They're a great go-to brewery. And, I, and so many people, I feel like a lot of people that have come out and said that they're this or they, you know, bashing in a way, they're still going to drink it. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> at the back of your house. That's where we say the difference is between a beer geek and yep. a beer snob, okay? Because the geek loves beer, and yep. it doesn't matter who brewed it or where they, you know, where they brewed or what they brewed it with, as long as it tastes good to you. Yeah. I don't like calling people or accusing anybody of being a beer snob, though. <laughs> I never like to do that. You're putting oh, it, Derek? God. That's not after, fair. after that <laughs> rant, you're going to say that to... Because of what? The Amstel light situation yes. that I'll never live down? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jack Retz from Jack's <laughs> Northeast Music. He had to go to counseling. His feelings were hurt so bad afterwards. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. That's all that matters. I was forced to drink Amstel light one night here. That's all. But uh, he was so proud the- that he came through for you, <laughs> yeah. too, with the beer. And then you did that to him, and I felt so bad for Jack. I like that that's, that's why this is the Beer Geek Radio Hour, not the Beer Snob Radio yeah, Hour. because that's what it should be. It's just an appreciation of, of what this is and what it can be. And, our, you know, there are breweries that people will prop up as, like, oh, this is what craft beer is. They've still put out crappy beer. Like, it's just... It, it's just it's a matter of taste. Like, you're making beer with a wide variety. If someone doesn't like a stout, it doesn't matter if there's gold flakes put in it and, you know, caviar, all these crazy things. It doesn't matter. If they don't like a stout, they're not going to like it, and then that's the end of the story. So when you're getting into something that's flavor-based and all these different uh, – and there's so much going on behind the scenes with beer, whether you're experiencing it, it's going to put you off. So it doesn't really matter the brewery. It matters what's in the glass and how it tastes. And there seemed like there was a big trend for a while where all the breweries – 
you know, over the last couple of years, been pushing doing all these big, crazy beers yeah. of different flavors. But now you're seeing, I think, in, in, in the last year, so they're pulling back and they're trying to make a more balanced beer. The session, the sessions, yeah. the drinkers. So, and it's funny. I forget who was it. It might have been Garrett Oliver. I don't remember who it was. But they were saying it's it's funny seeing all these session beers coming out. While you know a lot of our beers, the style wise, are based off of English beers. And they said, you know, it's funny to see that because the English are just standing back and saying. That's what we've been doing this whole time. <laughs> yeah. You guys took our thing, ran with it way beyond what we intended, and now you're going, oh, yeah, we I think we went a little too far. Everybody's, everybody's running around in a circle, and they're staying yeah. in one place long enough. Everybody comes back to yeah. them. So cool. And that's really what all that it really comes down to with this. Derek, how many more beers do we have? We got two more. Awesome. And in that time, we're going to clean some glasses, finish up what we have here. And this was a song I did yesterday for Riffin' with Freddie on WILK, uh, Nancy and Webster show, which was a lot of fun. It's a very simple song to jam, and a lot of Black Sabbath fans are quite fond of it. From their Paranoid album, this is Electric Funeral, here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3. That's right, a sports station.
it's all groovy. Black Sabbath Electric Funeral here from the Paranoid album, and it just feels like the time of year to listen to some dark and gloomy Sabbath like oh, that, right, Dirty Derek? It's a day for it too. It's a very dark and gloomy yes, day. Yes, it is. Perfect day for weddings. <laughs> and it's a wonderful going to a wedding today. Two of us have weddings yeah, today sure. to go to. It's great. <laughs> and your brother skipped out because he's going to a wedding, but yet Pat, you're going to the same. But his his uh, his little band, his band. Why well, I call it the, the little, little band? band. <laughs> yeah, actually, anything, actually, quite a big band. Listen, anything Billy's involved in cannot be little. <laughs> no, that okay. is for sure. Nice day for a black wedding. Oh, oh Bill the Idol. Oh. That would have been a good song to play today. Hey, if you guys had a Spider-Man shirt for Pat, it would be like a Cub Scout sleepover here, being that you have Derek's got his zombie uh, zombies on, I, and um, Rich got his Darth Vader underoos on. I got, I got plenty of Spider-Man shirt. shirts. Does, does he need one? I, I, can, I can go run out and grab one. I have a Superman shirt. Oh, oh, cool beans, man. man. <laughs> cool. All right, let's get into uh, drinking some beer here. We don't yeah. have much time left. We're, we're moving up. We got two more to work in here now. Oh, this what we have now. This is from Elysian. Now we had them on last week with their Night Owl. This is their Imperial. This is the Great Pumpkin. Now this actually was the first Imperial Pumpkin Ale. This was the one that came out first as and it really took that name as being an Imperial Pumpkin Ale. It's 8% or is it 8.5? No, I think this one's just 8. Let me see here. 8.1. 8, 8, per, 8%. <laughs> but it's got it's got a real nice, uh, it, It's if you've had the, the night owl, it's basically a beefed up night owl. You get a lot of those spices coming through. You get some clove that, that's really dominant. Billy, we're talking off camera, but hey, off camera, off mic about this. <laughs> but it, there's a lot of clove coming through in this, but you get the cinnamon. It, it's really nice because it takes on, just like the night owl does, it, it takes on those flavors of a pumpkin pie, but then it also incorporates flavors of like a crust in the pumpkin pie. Like those really nice caramelization characteristics that come through. So this one really, I don't really like to use that term pumpkin pie in a glass because I think it's just too kitschy. That That's when it's like, eh, that sounds a little. This one blows that Sam Adams beer out of the water. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a lot of those flavors coming through that, that kind of makes it get into that place of pumpkin pie in a glass because it has, it takes all those characteristics that you think of with warm pumpkin pie and that crusty, you know, cinnamon crust with the caramelized flavors coming through from the baking and everything. It has all these different flavors going on, but it's just a really nicely balanced one and an 8%, you know, this, this is one that it's tough because it, they don't, the lesion, the night owl you can find everywhere. The great pumpkin you can find, but it's a little harder to find because they come out with limited varieties of the big bottles. The Night Owl comes out in 12-ounce, six-packs, but also, you know, and on draft. And the other ones come out on draft, but very limited, but only in big bottles. And they came out this year. They had the Punkachino was a new one that came out. Talk about last week. They have the Darker the Moon Pumpkin Stout, which is also really, really good one if you can find the Night Owl, which we had. And then they have the Great Pumpkin, the Imperial one. If you can find this one, it's really good because it has all those flavors of the fall going on within it. And it takes on all these different other characteristics that I feel like the other ones haven't really touched on, which is incorporating that, like, crust flavor coming through. But it's just a really, really nice balance of this one. Crust flavor. <laughs> crust. <laughs> crust. Say yeah. something. I can definitely... T- I- <laughs> Say it. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> I could definitely taste it in this one. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. In fact, this this might be my favorite so far, actually. This is a delicious beer, absolutely. I, I think I'm not talking because I'm getting drunk here, but... <laughs> ah, he's he's only kidding. No, I'm, as, I am. As much as I like the darker ones, I think this 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 one you know de- definitely yeah. encapsulates that whole pumpkin pie feel, which uh, I think a lot of people are going for. You know, I think when, when they... 
uh, get a pumpkin beer. They almost expect that and they want that, you know. So I, I, th- I think this fits that really well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was just going to say that when you you get the pumpkin beer in your hand, you say, okay, what's going to taste like when I when I open this? And sometimes you get that nose, but this this delivers on that nose and the and then the mouthfeel and yeah. the, the flavors are all there. And it really is like a lot of these have differentiated. The the big difference in a lot of them is the uh, the malt bill, and that's what you can really see with the, with what they're trying to. Highlight is what they're going to choose with what hops they use, with what malt bills they choose. Like, you know, what, what the base style beer is going to be is really dependent upon what they want to highlight in the beer. If there, there's a sweetness aspect they want to highlight, they're going to go for a little bit more of a maltier beer that has a little bit more of a, an amber characteristic to it. If they're, they're kind of going for more of the, the pumpkin flavor, then they're going to have a little bit more of a lighter beer with it. And you kind of see that really nice balance with this, with this uh, Elysian, the Great Pumpkin. Like, you have that really nice mouthfeel but it's a little bit of a lighter beer. Now, what we're ending on, now this is one that's, a, that's fairly, I don't want to say hard to find, but I mean, it's, it's not an easy one to find, especially in our immediate listening area, but you know, depending where you're at, you know, this is from Cigar City. Now, Cigar City is a, a brewery that people, when you've had something from them, you remember it. They're a fantastic brewery out of Florida. This is their Good Gourd. And now uh, this is 8.5%. Uh, now, this one is a little different, and I'll, I'll read you what the—I'm what the, uh, probably going to butcher some of these because, you know, just how I am. Butcher them. But what they, they have, like the spices, they, what, what differentiates this one is the spices they use within this. Now, they have—I think it's Celon. I don't know. That's how I would say it. C-E-Y-L-O-N cinnamon. I don't know where that's—or Ceylon? Ceylon cinnamon, Jamaican allspice, Zanzibar cloves, and nutmeg. And it has a little bit of vanilla in this one. So this one's a little differentiation by what they chose as far as how the, the spices are. It's a similar spices, but a different profile within those spices. It's so unique, this yeah. flavor. I'm just tasting it. It's, mm. it's very different from everything we've tried today. Yeah, it's got the vanilla kind of coming through in this one. But. The name, you know, Cigar City, too, it, it almost gives that feel like, uh, you know, you should find this in a, in, in a back bar somewhere <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, you know, some, so it, and it, it almost has that feel to it, you know, like in terms of uh, the smell of it and the taste of it and everything, you know, but it's, yeah, it's fantastic. This is really good. And it's nice because it really incorporates all the good things of all the, like, it has that smooth mouth feel that we liked in the Fat Jack. But it has that spice profile you've liked and everything else. But and it has a little bit of that carbonation coming through. But the aroma is really, really nice, really rich, and it has that creamy flavor that it has like you know a pumpkin pie with whipped cream on top. I mean, it, it just really incorporates. I like the uh, the sweeter notes, and you get a little caramel. Yeah, yeah it, it really incorporates all the 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 positives we've had about every other beer, and really kind of takes it all and makes a perfect one. It's a good one to finish with. Yeah, it, it's just, if you can find this one, I mean, Cigar City, they're available around here. Like we, you can find some Cigar Cities around here. But uh, they're not easy to find. I don't think we got the good gourd yeah. at the backyard. The, the, the good gourd, the good gourd, I, I honestly haven't seen around here. Uh, I know it's it's fairly limited, but you know if you can find this one, depending where you're listening, I like this is one. It's so good. To, and to uh, to throw a shameless plug in there for both of us, uh, you know, it, it the, the the environment and everything kind of reminds me of uh, the fact that you do an article for uh, any PA scene every week, uh, how to pair beer with everything. And I, I just I loved even the premise of it when you pitched it to me. I thought it was it was really fun, and uh, you know some of it's a little tongue in cheek and everything yeah. <laughs> too. 
but but how you you know you pair beer with uh, an environment and music and yeah, movies it's something and things. Yeah, you have to take that into consideration too. A lot of times, you know, if you're having a uh, German lager and you're sitting in a beer garden in Germany and it's the best beer you've ever had, then you come home and sit on your couch where your kids are in the other room screaming and you know <laughs> it's a it, it's going to taste a little different to you because <laughs> you're not as relaxed and like that's a lot of things you have to take in consideration that people don't think about. Like you know if you're at a bar. And let's say it's a non-smoking bar versus a smoking bar or you're with really good friends or you're, you had the worst day of your life. Like all these different things are going to really come into play when you're sitting and drinking a beer versus just sitting down and drinking a beer. Now thinking about it, like if you really want the most out of that beer, you have to pay attention to the all around environment. And that's, you know, and that's something, too, that we've uh, we've gotten a good response from so far of all the, the stuff that we've been putting out. You know, people have uh, responded to the, those articles and they really enjoyed them. I mean, we, we, we actually won a, a, a NEPA Blog of the Year Award uh, a couple of weeks ago, wow. which was crazy because yeah. we didn't launch that long ago <laughs> yeah. that we were up against, you know, some blogs who had been around for a long time and stuff. So it was really cool for us to, to be able to uh, get recognized that early and stuff. I mean, right oh, out definitely. of the gate, we even we had, we had like 900 likes on Facebook. And I mean, a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon right away, which is which is really great, especially because it's it's completely independent. We're all running yeah. it because we love it, you definitely. know, not because yeah. of uh, any other incentive. And that's outstanding, Rich, and we're glad, <clears throat> excuse me, that you could be here this week with us. You'll be back again to speak about NEPA, um, NEPA scene and how to get out. Just tell us where you got to go real quick, man, to get on. It's uh, it's NEPAScene.com, and uh, we also have you know Facebook and Twitter and everything else. It's all slash NEPAScene, so it's Excellent. very easy to find. S-C-E-N-E. Excellent. Yes. Good <laughs> stuff, and it's all good. Thank you very much, Pat, for jumping in from Thanks the Backyard Alehouse, downtown Scranton, all kinds of good stuff going on there. I'm sure either you or Backyard Billy will be back t- uh, next week to join us. Correct. And that's what we like to hear. Of course, Dirty Derek, thank you for being here. It's always a lot of fun. You picked a fine selection of pumpkin beer. We'll have a lot more fun next Saturday morning when we jump here for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Thank you all for being here with us and consider yourselves dealt with.